Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast, everybody. I am Nicolene Peck, and I'm joined with my daughter, Paige Peck. Hi, Paige. Hi. Yeah, and Paige's name is not going to be Paige Peck for too much longer. She's going to be getting true. a new last name here. <laughs> yep, come super, August. Super exciting. Just a couple more a couple more podcasts away, and, and all of a sudden, <laughs> she will be Paige somebody. <laughs> she'll be Paige somebody else, and, and we'll let you know what it is when it happens. I'm oh, gosh. Gonna, I'm not going <laughs> to spill the beans. Anyway, today we are going to talk about how to praise effectively. Mm-hmm. Praise is what we're talking about today, and we're going to be looking at this through the lens of self-government. So everything we do here at the Teaching Self-Government podcast is all about, no surprise, self-government. Some people call self-government or teaching self-government, they call what we teach TSG, just so you know. It sounds like, (laughs) I don't know, this acronym sounds like some sort of organization or drug or (laughs) something, but I don't know. Anyway, somebody came up with it, you know. They're like, that teaching self-government name, that is just way too long. I was going to say, it's a whole lot easier to say TSG. Yeah, just TSG. That's I know. So that's why people started saying it years ago, and I went, okay, we just decided to go with it. (laughs) So anyway, if you ever hear people saying TSG, or if we accidentally say TSG, (laughs) what we are talking about is teaching self-government. So um, what does it mean to have self-government, Paige? I say the main thing that, you know, we always say is that it's being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. Yes. Paige, have you ever not been in control? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When I was younger. (laughs) You don't have to tell us about that. I was probably there. Anyway. I I would assume you would be. Paige actually is a little fireball, actually. (laughs) She's the type of person who would definitely be a candidate for drama queen should we have allowed her to be drama queen so she's Actually, really good in theater very manipulative and very high strung if and i did controlling don't forget yeah. controlling oh yeah yeah she she would have been um and the thing is is i would be the same way too actually because both of us are strong-willed and both of us are um, the type of people that see, like, how to, you know, get through a situation and stuff like that. And that could be for our benefit or that could hurt us, too. Because if you turn to manipulation, 
instead of just good communication, everything changes, but Mm -hmm. we're going to get through that moment, whatever it is. Right. So you might as well have the skills. So with teaching (laughs) self-government, exactly. With teaching self-government, we have certain skills that we work on as a family. And today we're going to talk about one of those skills, which is praising and how to do it effectively. So that's going to be a fun thing because when you praise someone effectively, it really is motivating for them. It's actually motivating for you too. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that and the benefits of it and how to do it well and how it could go wrong uh, as well. So that's going to be kind of fun. But before we do that, we have a family tradition. No, not a family tradition. Why did I say it like that? Because it's a fun family activity. (laughs) yeah we have a family tradition that we do fun family activities but we don't have a family tradition on the podcast we have a a tradition on the podcast to talk about fun family activities there you go that's a mouthful so let's talk about our our fun family activity for this podcast Um, so we have chinese jump rope so if you're not familiar with that it's actually really really fun i remember doing it a lot with my older brother when we were probably like 10 and 12, it became, it became a thing. And we were so excited. But Chinese jump rope is it's a stretchy piece of rope that you do different jump sequences in. And, you know, it can be held by two people standing inside of it or by some chairs, you know, or whatever. But it's, it's really, really fun. Well, if it's a family activity, I hope somebody's standing in it. True. (laughs) If you're doing it yourself with the chairs, that's one thing, right? But if you've got somebody else's legs in there, at least on one side, you could maybe count it as a family activity. (laughs) I mean, it's a fun game to play with someone. The whole point of any jump rope games usually is you have to have other people there, which makes Mm -hmm. it fun. But you're right, it's a stretchy piece of rope. And, well, it's like a bungee. It's like a big elastic that's been sewn around. I don't even know what they do. Yeah, it's a circle. It's a bungee circle. And you technically could make your own with a piece of elastic. You could just get really skinny elastic and say, okay, here's our Chinese jump rope. Well, I've had little cousins that just, like, tie hair ties together and make one long, big (laughs) Chinese jump rope. Yeah, you could do that. In fact, that's what made me think of it. So we've got a little niece who just recently really got into Chinese jump rope. And I'm like, oh, I remember when we used to do that as a family. And honestly, I remember my husband's big shoes trying to play (laughs) the game and like catching on it all the time. Like when she started doing it, I was like, oh, yeah, we used to do that. And the first thought was, and I remember how funny spencer was trying to like do it too and you know anyway it's just it's just a fun thing and the the children love to play with mom and dad no matter what Mm -hmm. anyway and if you don't even have any children yet just play chinese jump rope it's fun it is fun yeah all right let's talk about how to praise effectively and we'll talk about how it's not very effective too so that's a good thing um so that we make sure we keep it in the right zone so here's the thing is praising is not as easy as other things no it's true 
Yeah. Easy, I mean, it's, it's easy to find something you want to fix about somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, it's, that's pretty easy. And sometimes it can be easy to see things that, you know, you admire about someone else or that someone else did good, but it's not as easy to say it or to mm. show it. Yeah. So I definitely am the type of person who thinks admiring thoughts like that, but I had to train myself to say them. And and maybe even sometimes when I say everything that I say, it's, you know, even then maybe it's still a little awkward for some people because some people aren't used to being praised, to be mm -hmm. honest, depending on how you were raised and depending on what your love language is and all that kind of stuff, you may not actually be used to being praised, but it's a healthy thing to do to praise somebody. Correcting it can also, and, and is also a healthy thing to do if, if it's done, done the right properly. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would say that it's human tendency oftentimes not to do it the right way and to add a little selfish spin on it, a, a little tone that is, maybe more dramatic or more about you or mm -hmm. something like mm -hmm. that. Um, so, and that's called taking it personally. That's what I always say, you know, if, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. If you're taking it personally, everyone can tell. Because <laughs> okay? you get way tone. too invested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So when you are, um, when you are, like taking it personally or when you are like being sarcastic with another person or you're trying to be the funny guy with another person. These are other ways that we behave with people. Mm -hmm. Those behaviors actually, this is super bad news. I hate to even just say it like this because people are going to be like, she's harsh. She's so harsh. But the super bad news is sarcasm, trying to be the funny person and taking things personally, which can all be the way it all be different ways that people train themselves to communicate. They're all selfish. <sighs> I know. See what I'm saying? No. I, <laughs> I know you're kidding, but like, <laughs> anyway, that's, that's, that's my sarcasm right there. <laughs> right? I know. I'm like, there we go. You're going to give us an example now, aren't you? No, exactly. like sarcasm can be a, so much fun, right? And, and if done in be, moderation and with the right tone and with the right person, because yeah. actually children don't understand sarcasm and I'm talking little ones. Uh, yeah, they don't quite get they it. Don't, Mm -mm. They do not get it. In fact, people don't really start understanding sarcasm until they hit about like, I don't know, maybe nine or 10 years old. And so when parents are being sarcastic with their little children, the, the little children just feel like they're being tossed around and they're mistreated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't understand, even if mom and dad do it with each other. By the way, even if people laugh at it, even if people are like, oh, I'm so glad that we're so comfortable with each other that you can talk to me like this. Oftentimes sarcasm still feels rude. Yeah. So just so you know, I mean, that's a, it's a hard one because people love it, but you know why people love it so much? Cause it feeds themselves when they say it. Mm -hmm. Because that's it's like, oh yeah, I'm still talking about you, but <laughs> totally talking about me. Right. Well, and just because it's getting attention. 
Mm-hmm. So you're getting attention at somebody else's expense. Right. It's always what happens with sarcasm. And it's usually putting someone else down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so we were having a conversation with a friend the other day, Paige, you'll probably remember this. Um, we were talking to this friend the other day and, and she was talking about her relationship with her just guy that she loves, her boyfriend, the guy that she loves. And, and we were talking about praise and stuff with her. And I said, you know, maybe you should praise him more. And she's like, oh, I totally should. She's like, it's so true. I need to do that. And she's like, I'm so sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't notice. <laughs> but the thing is, we love this girl. And her wit and her fun-loving personality is just like, contagious okay Mm -hmm. like we love her she's so awesome (laughs) um but it but you don't realize that sarcasm and funny funny is actually the opposite from making somebody feel good yeah you know and and i think sometimes especially if it's at their expense yeah exactly well or you know and if it's name falling or Mm -hmm. whatever so sometimes we think oh this will just be a term of endearment i'm going to call somebody a a booger or i'm going to call somebody a poop or what you know whatever (laughs) you know you know i don't know i feel weird even saying that but you know what i'm saying like like people will just you know but those are sarcastic names that only benefit the person who's saying it Mm-hmm. make the person who's saying it feel like they're funny yeah it nobody else it goes the other way yeah yeah so but we don't always think of that wait this isn't a podcast about sarcasm we probably should do that <laughs> another time. but anyway i just want you to see the difference because i think sometimes people think well, I do praise people because I'm always, we're laughing and joking and, and it's positive. And I just wanted to draw that little line where you can see, is it positive though? Or do you just like it? Yeah, and sometimes we saying, quote unquote praise others to inadvertently get praise for ourselves. Yeah, or to get a laugh or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. So praising is hard. Why is praise hard, Paige? I think a lot of times I know for me it was hard in the beginning when I first really started to focus on doing it because, you know, it it's puts the focus on someone else. And I'm someone who I kind of like to be in the spotlight and, you know, have control of the situation. But when you're praising someone, you're kind of giving that control over to them. And you're saying, hey, you know, I recognize that you did something really good and I want to tell you about it because I admire that about you and I want you to know. Okay, so it takes time. This is one thing, okay? <laughs> if you're going to do that, you know, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, you take the time, you look at the person. You, okay, yeah, it takes time. That's one reason praising is hard. Yeah. It seems like, like when you have to correct something, it seems like it's necessary to take the time. Mm-hmm. Like but to crisis praise, management. Yeah. But to praise, it seems like, 
Why would you I? Know, let's just keep going. Things are going good. Let's go. Let's keep going. Yeah. Like once things are going good, we got to speed things up, right? So people get stuck in the idea of being efficient mm-hmm. instead of effective. And praise is not efficient. No. Praise is not efficient. I'm it's, glad you just it is said effective, it like though. that. Mm-hmm. So it may not seem effective. Correcting, yeah, that seems effective. And you're right, yeah, pre- or correcting isn't always efficient either. But when you take the time to praise, oh my goodness, things go so better, so much better. If you never took the time to praise me for the things I did well after you corrected me for the zillions of things that I did wrong, <laughs> I would not be the happy person that I am today. That's true, because you actually take things to heart. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people that take things to heart, you know? And so if we would have never focused on praising, which to me was a focus, oh, yeah. I, had to, I had to say, I am going to find things to praise. I'm going to notice the good. I'm going to make sure other people know I noticed the good. I'm going to let the other person know things are going in a good direction as often as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that was a stretch because I... Well, it's not something fi- that people normally do. Yeah, and I can find what needs to be fixed, lickety-split, because mm-hmm. I do kind of like some efficiency, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't, you know? Right. Yeah, and so... I had to tell myself, no, I got to point out the good things. I got to say the good. And what's really, you know, if, if somebody's, if something pops into my mind, like, oh, that was really nice of them. Now I tell myself once that pops in my mind, tell them. say it, say yeah. it, say that that was really nice of them. Don't just let it stay inside your own head because it serves me and them if I say it. Right. So it serves them because then they see the cause and effect of they, they did something of actions and yeah that was good that somebody valued yeah they might not be able to take it they for might it. not have the skills to receive that that pos- positivity but just say it anyway good point Paige some people don't have the skills for how to uh, accept praise or how to that accept positive criticism. Exactly. That's what the, the you said the words that were going to come out of my mouth. You said the it's, exact It's like same I words. know what we're talking about. It's like you know. It's so yeah. weird. Anyway, like but I've how been, is like trained in, in this and then like I've lived it forever, like yeah. your whole life. Yeah. What a notion. <laughs> so, so how does praising and and I'm just asking this rhetorically and I'm going to answer it, but how <laughs> how does praising? Um, help the person who praises and I'll tell you how it does it actually increases your bond and love for that other person it makes you slow down and recognize there's more good than I thought there was well yeah because you're focusing on someone else and no longer just yourself mm -hmm. and so some of those hard things of praise are because praising requires gratitude Mm mm-hmm Praising requires valuing the other person. It requires love for the other person. And it requires being selfless. And I would say it also 
sorry, continue. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's fine. You hold your thought, but yeah. So being selfless with your time and, um, you know, making sure that that other person is the focus for a minute. And so to take the focus away from yourself and put it on another person, that, that feels time consuming to do all of that. And so that's one of the reasons that it's, it's like hard to do, mm-hmm. even though the words aren't that difficult, really. Yeah, it also takes a lot of humility. I know for me, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm the type of person that likes to be in the spotlight. And it takes humility to recognize that someone else may have a talent that's worth the spotlight at that moment. And for them to take it, you know, for you to step out of it and to bring them into it. That's a super good. Yeah. And so like, if you notice like a lot of people who have pride issues, they're not going to praise other people because then it would be about someone else and someone else's achievements, not about their own. Mm -hmm. And so that's actually true. I've seen a lot of times that, you know, fathers will have a hard time every now and then praising their children just because sometimes it gets, in the way of their own, like what they've accomplished for themselves. Mm. But if you really, if you really care about someone, then you're going to help them see the good because it's not all the time that, you know, people see their own accomplishments and they only see things when people say, Oh my goodness, you're so good at that. Or thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, help me with this or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, I think it's interesting that you point out fathers. I do know some fathers that are better at praise than mothers, but it's true. You, but you are right that probably by and large, if you had to say who's going to find the, the good to praise more, it's probably going to, if we put everybody in a nice little box, which we don't <laughs> like to do, but if we did, <laughs> if we put everybody in a nice little box, it does seem like women are usually more verbal, usually. (laughs) Not always, but that's usually the case. And because women are more verbal, praising sometimes comes out a little bit more than it does. Women are also more focused on being more nurturing, which requires praise. And so, Mm -hmm. because that's, you know, the mother's role is to nurture and... um, so it's, well, it's almost, part of the teaching. Yeah. It's almost easier for talking. a woman to let a child know where, you know, they've done right and to tell them like, Hey, you actually have a gift here or, Oh, thank you so much for doing the dishes without me asking, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where well, I think that women have with their own children, especially, mm-hmm they have this connection to the heart of the child. They've watched them every second, right? For all these years. And they just intuitively know lots of times when that child needs that. Now this isn't everyone. Like, again, it's the little box thing. Like, (laughs) you know, it would be so nice if we could put everybody in a little box, but because I have seen men excel at it better than women. I can think of multiple instances where I've been to people's homes and it actually was the dad who just seemed to be, it came naturally to him 
to praise things mm-hmm. or to find things to praise. But, but well, mother seems focus. to know when children do usually. Yeah. Yeah. So if the dad is more focused on, you know, nurture and a nurturing aspect or nurturing the kids, then yeah, he's going to be the one to praise more. But and fathers a- and mothers nurture differently, you know, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. But they both do nurture in their own way. Yep. That's, That's why mommies so pedal and daddies throw their children in the air. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, my husband and London, like London was laying on her bed and he comes in there and he's like sitting like next to the side of her and kind of lays over on the side of her and like smashing her. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there you go. Now that's what she's like, hey, dad, <laughs> I'm being he's like, smashed. Hi, London. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like smash like killer, but it was like clearly like smash, you yeah. know, as opposed to like gentle. Like whenever I'm going to cuddle her, it's like, ge- like really gentle. Anyway. <laughs> Like, there you go. There's the difference right there. I actually took a picture of it. Okay, so so how often should a person be praised? Oh, I know this one. Yes, what is it? So, um, studies have been shown that you should praise someone six to ten times for every one correction. Yeah, and the thing is, those corrections don't always like end in an extra chore sometimes they're yeah. little just things like it's like um, hey, it seems like you have you've been having an attitude problem for the last few days you know let's let's fix that well or just even yeah but it could even be just like little criticisms that you mm-hmm. feel like you've got to share with the person or something i mean it's amazing how many times we attempt to correct things and change somebody's course so six to 10 times on the praise and that mm-hmm, it seems like it. Cause if you think back, if, it, if you think of your interactions with a person, just pick one person could be your, your spouse could be one of your children. Think over the last day or maybe, yeah, let's just say today. How many praises have you had versus how many corrections? Can you even remember the praises? If not, that's a problem. No, honestly, I've done this with myself sometimes where I've been like, I am not on a good praising track. (laughs) I cannot remember my praises. In fact, for years, so I've been teaching this stuff for years and years, like so long. Uh, all of Paige's life, actually. I and, a long time. Yeah, and there have been so many times when I've been standing there teaching people to praise, and all of a sudden thoughts go through my head like, how is your praising doing right now, Nicolene? How is your praising? <laughs> if there's one thing that I've always told myself, oh, I can improve on that, or one moment where I've been telling another person to do something, and I know I need to do it myself, it's the praising. That is definitely it. But one thing that I've done for myself is I have engineered my script for correcting my children and for pre-teaching my children. So anytime that I'm doing instruction ahead of time or 
instruction after something's gone wrong and I've put praises in to those interactions <laughs> as well so that I can praise them for them accepting things, them looking at me, them fixing it well, the, you know, and, and bringing up all of those positives so that I'm oftentimes getting five praises during a correction. That really helps my average on the six to ten. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. Anyway. No, I think I think it was it's really important though, because you know, with the whole system that you use for praising and corrections, I've noticed for me that it gave me a good knowledge of like a good base of humility. Of obviously not at first. Like, you know, looking back, it's something that I've noticed. But I've noticed that because you took the time to correct as well as the time to praise within that correction, I was able to see, yeah, I'm not perfect. And I have plenty of things to work on, but Hey, I've got some good things going for me. And so it's okay to not be perfect, mm-hmm. but to, you know, continue to work on things. And I think that's sometimes that's something that a lot of people don't have. They either think, oh, I've got it all, or sometimes they think, oh, I'm just, you know, a piece of crap. I don't have anything good, you know, and I'm just worthless. But if you do it right, then those self-worth issues, more likely than not, will not be there. Yeah, you know, I'm actually glad that you bring that up because I think that that people think corrections are bad. No. And well, the thing is, is because sometimes they're presented that way. Okay. So if all of a sudden, if my correction to you sounded something like, what are you thinking? You're so lazy. Will you please pick that up? I have told you five times to pick that up. You go take care of that right now. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty negative. I mean, that's like attack your intelligence, attack your ability to listen, you know, get emotional at you, take things personally. I mean, that seems pretty negative. But if I said to you instead something like, oh, hey, Paige, I see that your towel is still sitting out on the bathroom floor. Um, And and I had given you an instruction earlier that you needed to put that away but it looks like it hasn't happened yet so i remember how to accept a consequence we're going to do a correction right here and and you're going to get the opportunity to accept a consequence okay and then you would say okay and i'd say oh good i can see you're so ready for it and Mm -hmm. i would praise you for that and then i'd start with the official correction and tell you what happened what you should have done and everything and then you'd say okay again and i'd praise you for that and then we'd go and fix it and i'd praise you for that and then we'd do another practice of following instructions and i'd praise you for that it Mm -hmm. just is that correction bad then? No. Well, I think when you're in that mindset too, like when an adult is in a nurturing mindset, they are more likely to praise during a correction like you just did. You know, but if they're in like, oh my gosh, my child is just bugging me right now. They're not doing anything I'm telling them. There's, it's all selfish. They're like, my child is bugging me. They're not doing anything I'm telling them to. And so, of course, there's not going to be any praise there because they're not thinking about their child. Yeah, I love that. And I want everybody listening to realize Paige actually doesn't have any children of her own. (laughs) Not yet, no. (laughs) No, but you can see, like, I mean, 
you, like Paige, I love how you keep bringing up the word nurturing. Like you, you've nailed it on nurturing as far as like your understanding of nurturing and how, and you've brought it up multiple times during this podcast of what it really means to nurture. And I'm glad you're saying that word instead of teach or instead of correct or instead of parent, because we are supposed to nurture our children Mm -hmm. to help them grow. And parenting, you could, you could construe it positive or negative or whatever, but nurturing should touch the heart, Mm -hmm. you know? And I love that you already know that you've got the essence of it. You're getting married in just like a few weeks time and you (laughs) don't even have any children, but you know what it means to nurture. And I love that because we should nurture all of our relationships too, not just our children, but our spouses, our friends, Mm -hmm our coworkers, our, you know, in-laws, whatever. We, we have to nurture those relationships, but especially our spouses. My goodness, that's important that we praise them. That yeah. is well, I mean, important. I had a good example all growing Aww. up. <laughs> it's not like you stopped either. <laughs> Thank you. No, I never will stop. You know, one day your kids will, oh, I said kids. I don't like that word. I, um, one day your children will come to visit me and I will talk to them the same way I always talked to you, you know, Mm -hmm. and because we've just made it the way we are as a family. I have to tell you something about my husband. So his, um, his need for praise is high. Okay. (laughs) Now that does not mean that somebody has some problem. No, some people it's the way they hear love. You know, words of affirmation is a love language. Yeah. And so when he does something that he puts (laughs) some work into, he comes up to me and he will say, I just cleaned the garage. Come look at it. And then I'll, I'll open the door before I can hardly even look. He'll say, I need praise. (laughs) And I'll say, Oh, honey, this is incredible. Let's take a look here. Yeah. You know? and, and so then we go about giving him the praise that he needs. But he and I just tell each other exactly what we need. Yeah. This is what I need. Okay. Cool. And, and, and we, because why would we have guesswork in our marriage, right? Yeah, that just, it, it's confusing and it takes more time and it's frustrating. It is. Well, and then there's assumptions and, and game playing in your head about the other person. And it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, okay, sometimes it is, but I'm just saying it can be better. How about we say it like that? It can be better. Why play games? Why I have to try to guess? Why not? And I think I'm talking to the women here mostly because guess what? We're the ones oftentimes that make the most games. It's and, true. And it, keep our emotional games. guessing in a way that wears them out. You don't want that guy yeah. worn out. Don't make him guess everything that's in your head. Just say, you know, and then he'll just, what I want. Yeah. And then he'll just tell you, this is what I need. I need it's praise. It's funny though. Right? <laughs> my fiance's dad. So, you know, my future father-in-law, he does something similar to my dad, you know, to, anyway, he'll walk up to his wife and he'll say, Honey, I need oohs and ahs. 
Oohs and ahs. I love it. That's a good one. That's so cute. He he's like, let's just go beyond praise. Please yeah. give me the full on ooh. Ah. I thought it was super cute and funny. I love that. See that? Everyone likes praise. Sometimes they just have to ask for it yeah. to remind you, you know, that they need it. Anyway, but if you make a habit of praising all the more, that they'll probably ask for it. But that's okay. So it's good. Anyway, so let's talk about how to praise well and how praise can go wrong. How about we do that? Because um, we need to praise all of our relationships. and the best way to praise so so there's lots of different praises by the way you can say good job oh yay my my least favorite praise this is going to surprise people my least favorite praise is this one thank you (laughs) because that is about the person who said it all of a sudden and so instead of showing another person you did well you did something that you should be proud of. Instead, you're saying, you did something I liked. Oh, thanks for doing that for me. Yeah, which, which the thing is, is it's like, like I said, this is going to surprise people that I say this because aren't we taught say please and thank you? Like that's a manners thing, you know? Right. But, but thank you and manners like that don't necessarily tell the person what they did right. So if you're going to praise someone really well, you describe, this is what you did well. And then you look right in their eyes. You connect with them. You send your heart to them. You know, Mm -hmm. you think, oh, wow, I am so grateful for this. And so that can come through I mean, you could still add a thank you in there, but is it better to say, so let's say, Paige, that you came and told me that you just, maybe I told you to clean my car, to clean the family car, and you did it. You cleaned it inside and out. So let's do that two separate times right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do the thank you praise, okay? Then I'm going to do another praise, which I think is more effective praise where i was sending more effective which means it's gonna take longer okay yeah (laughs) it's gonna take longer okay and and i'm gonna do more describing of what went right and why it was a good thing for you Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna connect with you heart to heart eyes to eyes so go ahead and come and tell me what you did hey mom i finished cleaning the car thank you you're welcome. <laughs> That's it, right? Like, it's just like, oh, I just spent an hour and a half <laughs> vacuuming <laughs> underneath all the car seats and washing the outside of the car. <laughs> well, and at that point, then the child just goes, well, it's done. I guess I'm done. I guess my praise is I got done. Yay. You know, <laughs> but they don't get to see the job really well done. And so you see, that's very efficient to just say thank you. Okay. Um, but it just doesn't have the quite the same feeling as this next one. So let's try it again. 
Hey, Mom, I finished cleaning the car. Wow, you actually got done pretty quick. Thanks for remembering to come back and tell me, let's go take a look at it. I'd really like to see what you've done. Okay. And so, so then we walk out there, da, 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 and I would say, wow, Paige, that is really shiny. You even did the windows, it looks like. Yes, I did. Yeah, that looks fantastic. Did you happen to do the inside as well? Oh, well, you just take a look. Yeah, okay, let's look in it. Wow, Paige, all the dust off the dashboard. You even cleaned the little teeny grooves in between the seat where everything gets lost. Mm -hmm. Well, you probably found like $40 in there. <laughs> and you, you know, holy cow, we have not seen this clean for so long like this. Paige, you have done a great job. You really have an eye for detail, you know. I can tell that you like to get a job done well. Not just get it done, but you've done it well. And I can tell. It really looks great. You know, when you learn how to work like this, then people notice. You know, people end up really admiring your work. This will happen all throughout your life if you can pay attention to getting your jobs done the very best you can, which I can tell you did here. Good job, Paige. High five. Ah, thanks, Mom. Smack. There's the high <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, we're not actually with each other in person so <laughs> i know she's at college so i had to make my own high five for myself okay so but what you didn't is. see is you know i was smiling even though it was a fake praise i was smiling i did see it because well, we're looking at each other yes, but... yeah <laughs> Yeah, I did. But you mean the, the people on the podcast, you didn't see right. that Paige. Yeah, she was. She was actually happy about it. Like, yeah, this feels better. <laughs> I didn't even clean her car, but somehow I'm motivated to come and come home and clean the car. <laughs> well. Or maybe Paige, just clean your own car. That there would be a go. good one. That's, that needs to happen more. <laughs> oh, which reminds me something. When you're used to getting praised for a job well done, then when you start doing job well done's for yourself, guess what? You end up internally praising yourself. Like, oh yeah, look at that. I did that. <laughs> yeah, when it's part of a, a good dialogue, you look for that praise even when you live by yourself. So you look for things you're going to do well that you can say, I did that well. I cleaned this whole apartment and I did it in like two hours or whatever it is. Or and it looks amazing. And it looks amazing. Yeah. I got all my chores done today on my Saturday so early. My laundry is folded and put away. And, you know, I mean, this is it. it you tell yourself stuff on the inside when you're used to people telling you things on the inside like that. So that's when praise has really taken root. When a person is self-governing, they praise themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. So let's talk really briefly. I, we don't need to spend tons of time here. But let's talk really briefly about when praise goes wrong. Oof. So there, there has been two times I can ever think of. One in particular, though. I remember I was speaking at a conference, and I was explaining to people the importance of praise. And I remember I was in this you know, hotel, this big room. And, and this woman was sitting right, right on the front row, and she just had this kind of scowl on her eyes, you know, on her face, especially when I was talking about praise. She just got so mad. And, 
And as I'm, you know, going on about praise, she gets up and walks out. <laughs> and I thought, wow, whatever, I apparently am not a match for that person <laughs> for whatever reason, you know. And I don't take things super personally, but you notice as a speaker, when a front row person scowls at you for a while and then gets and up and out. leaves, you're like, okay, whoa, that never happens. Like what, what just happened there? <laughs> well, so afterward, her husband came up to me and he's like, I'm really sorry for my wife's behavior and how she got up and left. And I, she was not sending good vibes and I'm just really sorry. He's like, I want you to know, I absolutely loved your class and I really mm -hmm. wanted her to be there. He said, but she, she does not think praise is good for people. In fact, she thinks it is really unhealthy to be praising people. And so she just couldn't handle that. And she left. And, and I was like, aha. Okay. Number one, she was there under duress. So that wasn't going to help <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because he was taking her there and she was probably feeling like coerced. And I was the target as if it were my <laughs> fault, you know, but that's okay. I, you know, I was like, all right, well, thanks for letting me know. I mean, I wasn't going to be too overly concerned, but it did um make a little show right <laughs> that happened there in the in the in the class but i did say oh okay so this was years ago when all of a sudden people started saying we're seeing a problem with some of our young people they won't do anything unless they've been praised and not only that their self-worth seems to be so tied to praise that it's looking like it's unhealthy and i thought this lady has probably been listening to some of these theories that were coming out at the time because this was a long time ago mm -hmm. i can't even remember what year it was it was probably like in like 2000 and four or five or so. I mean, it was a long time ago. And, um, and this is when people started saying, okay, I think some of our children have been overly praised, but you know, it's not, it wasn't praised that is the problem because there is a problem that people have noticed. So there is a difference between me saying, Paige, let's go take a look at that car. Wow. Look what you did. You know what? You obviously have a really good eye for detail. Mm -hmm. You know how to get a job done well. You have followed instructions really well. You've come and you've checked back to me. That's a good thing. That's part of the following instruction step. There's a total difference from that, you know, than saying um, just randomly, it, you know, pages, I don't know, she's sitting at the dinner table and she says, I, you know, I wrote this paper or something and, and then I say, Oh, Paige, you are a genius, you know? And yeah. I without just, looking at it or reading at it or just like trying to boost me up for no good reason. Yeah. Or if I just come up to you and I'm like, Oh my word, you are just blah, 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 you know, whatever. Like you're my hero. You're the smartest person that ever existed. You're the most beautiful person that ever. Okay we need to remember people have brains and eyes and all kinds of stuff. And which means when and you say some, and logical reasoning. Yeah. So if I say to somebody, you, you look really beautiful today. Okay. That's one thing 
And, but if I said, oh my word, you're just the most beautiful, the most gorgeous, blah, blah, blah. They're like, wait a minute, that's a lie. Because I have eyes and a brain. <laughs> and I have seen people. Okay. You or, know, and or so, it could go the other way and they totally believe it and then they become entitled to that. Uh, yeah. And that's actually, that's actually part of the problem that I think some psychologists and people were noticing. Yeah. is that children were so used to hearing that that they couldn't accept that they needed to change anything about themselves and they all mm-hmm, and they also couldn't take any failures that was the other thing so they weren't allowed to ever have to be corrected which was another problem we'll go through any hardship yeah, so correction is important, and, you know, we want to make sure we've done it right. But anyway, that's the little, like, could praise go wrong? Yeah, if you're just inflating somebody, okay? Mm-hmm. If it's not so genuine or not true. Yeah, well, and if you don't have much to describe, you're just putting somebody on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally different than what we're talking about here with praise. So if you had any reservations, you probably walked away before the end anyway and turned us off. But if <laughs> <laughs> But if you, but if you um, stayed here to the end, just know I am familiar with some concerns about inflating someone um, unnecessarily because it actually is oftentimes dishonest and people feel that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that is praise. Let me tell you what, it's powerful. If you praise <laughs> somebody, your life will be different. If somebody else gets honestly praised especially for the effort that they put into something their life will be different too and it is a great bonding thing when you praise Mm -hmm. another person so thank you so much for joining us on the teaching self-government podcast today where we talk about everything we can related to (laughs) self-government which means we could talk for years and who knows maybe we will (laughs) if you want to find out more especially if you want to learn the teaching self-government program we have a course and stuff it's on teachingselfgovernment.com you can take a look at it there bye bye everybody you've been listening to the teaching self-government podcast for more information and resources to help unite your family visit teachingselfgovernment.com